y'all. It's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. And I have a special treat for for you today. Um, A dear friend is joining me. um, And we're going to piggyback a discussion continuing on from what what I just went over um, the last several weeks about being dead and made alive in Christ and then being lost and then being found. So my friend Aisha is here. Aisha, Hello. Say hey. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I jumped the gun on that no, one. <laughs> I caught you off guard. So, okay. how are you? I'm good. Okay. How are you? So tell me, tell me a little bit about not too much. Yeah. But maybe your name and how we know each other and that kind of thing. Yeah, my name is Aisha. Miss Carmen's my boss. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. I work with Miss Carmen. I've been working with her for three years. It's yeah. been three years, wow. almost four years. So. That's been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty well. So here at the Pregnancy Center, we're actually here recording in our upstairs prayer room. So mm-hmm. hopefully you won't hear any um, background noise of folks re- coming into work this morning. But mm-hmm. um, we're up here in our fancy recording studio. Yeah. But Aisha is our uh, marketing and community outreach coordinator. And so she does all of our social media and our filming. And so this is kind of weird for you to be yeah. you're not on the front end of the camera, but you're kind of on the other side. Oh, yeah. Where you're normally behind it or you're asking the questions. So it's yeah. kind of weird that you're in the hot seat. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> okay. So in these three years, uh, we've gotten to know each other mm-hmm. and become become good friends and so I'm gonna play us a little game and I normally do that when I have people on yeah. the podcast just to kind of get any jitters out or yeah. whatever so we can just kind of relax and really have a good conversation mm-hmm. um, but the game we're gonna play is I don't even know I'm just gonna come up with a name mm-hmm. for it because I've just thought of it so I've got three things that we're alike how we're alike yeah and you've got three things how, of how we're different oh yeah okay so are you um, going first or do you want me to go first? <clears throat> yeah, you can. Okay. Okay, so the three things where we're alike is um we like food. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the same kinds of yeah, food. Yeah, but yeah. We like food and we can probably have a fairly mm-hmm. deep conversation about food. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um okay, so the second thing is we both have our names mispronounced yes, all the time. Yes, that is true. I didn't even think about that. That is true. Yep, that's true. In between, so your name is Aisha. Yeah. And you got you get Aisha. Oh my gosh. You get Asia. Uh, all kind of things. Asia. Yeah, it's just a just a. I mean, people just come up with them. Yeah. And I get Karen. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's down. That's the one the most. Yeah, Karen. Kareem. Kareem. Yes. Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this is oh my gosh. It, they dance around the name. They you know, do. They just do laps around it and never really yeah. get it. <laughs> it's quite a. It's weird because it's quite a Carmen. Uh, sorry, not Carmen. A common name, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. And you would know, you wouldn't think that people would mispronounce it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, yeah, folks are wild. Okay, and the third thing that we have alike is that we're both somewhat musical but yeah. yet you've bested me in that area oh, no, no, uh, no. Aisha is a accomplished violinist um, no. and I try and sing every once in a while so look don't let her fool you <laughs> <clears throat> she could sing okay <laughs> so oh, those yeah. are the three things where we're alike oh yeah came to the top of my head okay are you ready for I'm the re- three things I'm ready. <laughs> okay so the one is crazy but the two are pretty nice it's I would say it's you know 
Okay, so the first one I put was food because <laughs> I was shocked when you put the food as a... Now, we do both love food, mm -hmm. but we don't like the same food. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't eat chicken foot often, but I always tease Miss Carmen about mm -hmm. chicken foot. You know, I know she's not going to eat that. I would say the second thing is life experience. So you have a lot more a lot more wisdom. So I would say you're like my teacher, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, or you're, I consider you my mentor. Mm -hmm. So I put that there. Okay. That's and cool. and then don't hit me when <laughs> I said this one. I said age, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which you, I mean, you know, but that's just, yeah. Yeah. So when, um, when Aisha tells somebody what year she was born, I like smack my forehead because I was graduating high school. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're about 18 years apart. Yeah. Um, our birthdays are like a week, yeah, a week from each other. So mm -hmm. we kind of have that October birthday in common. But, yeah, but yeah. So we're eighteen years apart, and mm -hmm. to have that much distance in age, mm -hmm. and yet can still yeah. build a friendship is, is something pretty unique and yeah, spectacular. It's a blessing. It yeah. really is. But I think we're united around our calling to yes. help help women and help the unborn, and mm -hmm. um. It's our love of Jesus that we have that's mutual and yeah. um, those things kind of bind us together mm -hmm. more so than our differences. Mm -hmm. um, and we have fun things that are alike. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're laughing every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nervously. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Literally. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So let's just pray and then we'll yeah. jump into the questions, okay? Awesome. Dear God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for my friend Aisha, and thank you for our friends that are listening today. And I pray that this discussion um, would be just a blessing and would encourage someone, uh, especially that someone who may feel far off from you. God, I pray that this would encourage them to come back home and to be have a restored and a renewed relationship with you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so let me get my questions pulled up. Okay. I have to type in my password, password. here. Beep, yeah. Beep. All right. Number one, what is your salvation story? Tell us how you came to know Jesus. Yeah, so long story short, my parents, uh, they, did not know, they did not share who Christ Jesus was in our household. My dad, he grew up as an evangelical Christian and then he converted to Islam in the late 80s, early 90s. My mother was, um, a, she is a non-practicing Catholic. She grew up Catholic, but when she left home, she just did not go back to church or anything like that. So growing up, my sister and I and my brother as well, we didn't know anything about really any religion. My dad didn't really enforce us to be Muslims or anything like that. My mom, you know, didn't enforce us to go to Catholic school or go to uh, mass, things like that. So it wasn't until we moved to Miami and I was maybe about 10 or 11, my cousin, he took us to church and it was a church down in my, in South Florida. And I actually ended up giving my life to Christ. Like I remember even the moment when I felt led to get baptized mm -hmm. and everything like that. And I got baptized. Um, and I got a NLT study Bible, 365 day Bible, the best Bible ever. I love it. I still have it till this day. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up every morning. No one used to tell me during middle school, used to wake up every single morning and just read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was amazing. I was thinking about that yesterday and I was like, 
somebody must have been praying for me mm-hmm. hard because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm my I, in my in, intermediate family, in, uh, intermediate is mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really anybody who's a Christian or anything like that, right. you know. So, and you had a couple of ladies that um, took care of you and your sister. Yes. That spoke scripture over you yes. and prayed and uh, I think it was a nanny or yes. somebody that took care of y'all while your mom worked. Yeah. Um, and so you feel like that salvation experience was authentic yes. when you were when you were young. Oh, a hundred, hundred percent. No doubt that, that no doubt Jesus it. saved you. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. I I remember feeling like for me how the Holy Spirit talk like it's like, you know, like your heart starts beating mm-hmm. fast. Like mm-hmm. when he wants you to mm-hmm. say something yeah. or when yeah. he's drawing you to do something cold sweat Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah Yeah. that's how i felt that day when Mm -hmm. they were calling if anybody wanted Mm -hmm. to get baptized and yeah coming back to those ladies we had two different nannies so miss rita she was from trinidad and she was a trip she used to have it on the uh the uh christian channel all the time she used Mm -hmm. to be watching that thing while drinking her orange peel tea (laughs) and she taught us the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. and miss however Miss um, Violet was the one who was life changing. I have never met somebody so devoted to Christ. Like I mean, she would be praying for hours. She'd be on her knees, and I mean, she's she was like in her seventies at this point. I'm like, wow. you know, my knees would be croaking uh-huh. if I were so. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But she would just be praying, 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 mm-hmm. praying, reading the Bible, and she taught us Psalms 23. Mm-hmm. You know, to pray Psalms 23, and I remember. At that moment, I used to make fun of her, mm-hmm. but now looking at it, I'm like, man, thank you, Lord. You know, she's a miracle because mm-hmm. growing up, she grew up poor in Jamaica, very mm-hmm. poor. She had to leave school when um, she was a child. She she was illiterate, couldn't read nor write, and she worked on her family's farm. Well, she used to share that, you know, there was a Bible in her house and an angel of the Lord came and taught her how to read and write. Wow through the word of God. Yeah. And I, that was that back then it didn't really shock mm-hmm. me, but now now that I know the principle behind that and the miracle behind sure. that, I'm like, wow, thank you Jesus. Yes. Yeah. You know. And what an impact she had that that one event in her life rippled out yeah. and you are a part of that. Yes. Which is cool. Yeah. Um okay, so what was the turning point for you in walking away from God, because that is part of your story, that at some point um, after salvation, you did mm-hmm. make decisions where you just kind of turned and walked away. So mm-hmm. what was, maybe what was started that process? Yeah. So ever since I, as young as I can remember, I always had, I thought I was going to be a lesbian until the day I died, mm. that I died. I was always attracted to the same sex as young as I can remember. Nothing ever happened to me, nothing nothing of those sorts. I just always had that feeling towards women. And so when I gave my life to Christ, when I was, you know, preteen, that was always a struggle back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like I would struggle with why did God create me this way? Why did he do this? Like, why am I struggling with this? You know, I didn't have anybody to relate to or anything like that back in the day. And my parents, they were going through a really big divorce during that time. And we ended up moving from Miami to Scotland. Mm -hmm. And it was, that was a, that was kind of like the, 
the icing on the cake mm. where I was like, I just felt all hopeless. I just felt hopeless. I felt like God wasn't hearing me. I was struggling with something that I'm like, what the heck? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want this, Yeah. you know, and I was struggling with it. And I said, you know what? I give up. Mm-hmm. I literally remember that it was, it was um, a school night and I was by my heater in Scotland cause it was around fall <laughs> going into winter time. And I just said, I, I give up, wow. you know, I can't, you know, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was just, it was really bad. Um, and then I just said, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so be it. And that's what, that's what you did. Mm-hmm. So, so you made that decision. You just kind of gave up. Did you feel like you were doing, you were trying to fight this struggle in your own strength? Yeah. You weren't relying on mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that was living inside of you. Yeah. But he was, were you suppressing him, do you feel like? I mean, mm-hmm. like looking back on it now, do you feel like you had, mm-hmm. you had the help there, you just weren't yeah. tapping into it? Because I didn't know to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes, people perish due to lack of knowledge. Like I think about that scripture when it comes to that, because I didn't, I really didn't know. I didn't have anybody pouring into me, mm-hmm. like how I did later on in life. Yeah. I didn't have uh, people even in my church who to help me with that regard. My cousins, they didn't know what to do. My family, they didn't know what to do. So it's really difficult, especially as a Christ follower, to be alone. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about we're like the sheep, you know, like, you know, like the sheep gathered together. Right. And the importance of that, that accountability, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And what Satan tries to do is he tries to isolate you or tries to keep you away and then with that that can allow a foothold for the enemy to come in so i think i really do believe it's because i just didn't have anybody to pour into me or to Mm -hmm. help me say hey god can deliver you from this you know and so on and so forth and even the knowledge of the holy spirit i didn't know his role Mm -hmm. being an advocate for us being our comforter sure you know and teaching us what the word of god says Mm -hmm. as well Hmm. um were there any other decisions other than that decision to go into homosexual lifestyle was there any other things that played a part in your turning away from god i would say um hmm that's a good question right there (laughs) Um, I would just feel like after you made that decision, Mm -hmm. other things that you may not have compromised on became, got Mm -hmm. a little bit easier to compromise on. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, can I go, are you fine? Well, like even with porn Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, um, you know, talking, I, one of my ways of an escape from a fleshly standpoint was online chatting. So Mm -hmm. like I would game a lot and things like that. So that was also an idol as well. Yeah. Um, drinking. Mm. I I partook in underage drinking mm-hmm. and it started in Scotland. You know, so um, utilizing ways of an escape from a fleshly standpoint, that's when a lot of those were birthed yeah. as well. Because you weren't mm-hmm. operating within the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and your identity in Christ. Yeah. Which reminds me, you know, I've just talked about Luke 15 and the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. You know, he thought that his way, Mm -hmm. his flesh got a hold of him. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? He went out and spent it on, spent his inheritance, his gifts on worldly living. And then where did he end up? 
feeding the pigs yeah and wishing for the pigs food Mm -hmm. which i think we can come back and do an analogy of our life of sin yeah what are we willing to participate in Mm -hmm. because we just find ourselves in this really bad place yeah of our own doing yeah you know and you may want to speak to that a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think. I think it's so important, uh, especially during this time, to not be afraid to have conversations that are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. especially at church. To have people testify of where God has delivered them from. A lot of times, people sweep it under the rug, but we need that authenticity. We need people's testimony of how God delivered them. Because mm-hmm. I, if I heard somebody's testimony mm-hmm. when I was younger, oh, it would have changed my yeah, life course. Right. It really would have. We live in a place now in the world where they're pushing and promoting um, evil doings as good. Mm-hmm. Accept yourself. Do this. Do that. You can be free to be this. You have your own opinion. Your feelings are yeah. what, your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but that's not true. That's not what the word of God. Right. The word of God is the truth, and it, it's more than just shoving down scripture. I mean, I used to read First Corinthians six even when I was struggling through that, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I knew all the scriptures. Yeah. I knew them, but. I think about that scripture, Revelation 12, 11, they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony and they love their lives not unto death. And if we conti- if we continue to testify about God's goodness, not be afraid to share what is going on, allowing the church literally to be a hospital. Because when you go to the hospital, you're not, I mean, you know, if I'm going to the ER room and I just got shot, I'm not going to hide in my closet right. and try I'm to good. tend my own wounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to run up in there and say, check me in, yes, man. Yes. That's how we're supposed to be as the church, mm-hmm. not to condemn people. It's not condoning right. the sin, but we're not to condemn people if they're hurt, if they're struggling, if they've been through sexual abuse, if they're struggling with homosexuality right. if they're even if abuse as well mm-hmm. if they're the abuser, the abuser yeah. or being abused we cannot continue in the pattern that we've been going at we've got to be the hospital that people mm-hmm. need that's right yeah yeah for sure how did this idea of being lost manifest itself in your life because you know the the son he left his father's presence the sheep wandered off from the fold. Mm-hmm. The coin, and also in Luke 15, the woman had the coin. It was in her possession, mm-hmm. and yet somehow it fell off. So how is this idea of being lost in your life? Did you Do you feel like you did wander away? These decisions oh, yeah. that you made. <laughs> yeah. You know, one decision after another, and then yeah. you look back and you're like, I don't, I have no idea where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were moments where... I knew God placed people in my life, like especially to intercede for me. Like I have one friend I know from high school. Her name was Chidi. She's great. She's Nigerian. And I remember when I gave my life back to Christ when I was in college, she was like, oh my gosh, I've been praying for Mm -hmm. you since high school. Mm -hmm. So even during those moments of rebellion or wandering away, especially when I moved back uh, to Georgia, I still had encounters with Christ through his vessels, through Mm -hmm. people. Um, And then I have another particular friend, my friend Q. 
I was in 11th grade when I met him. And I remember I would encourage him, encourage him to, you know, <laughs> be a Christ follower and things like that mm -hmm. while I was struggling, right, you right, know. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think it's really important to know that even if you've wandered off, God is omnipresent. Mm -hmm. Like he's never left you nor forsake you or forsaken you yeah. or however you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that he's omnipresent. Like he's there even when you may not want him there. Even when you, where, when you feel like he's not there, he's always there. Right. He has not left. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a defining point um, just in me personally, which I didn't know that back then, but I knew the truth at that point. I knew what was right from what was wrong, um, but it was just going back into that state of surrender. Yeah. Well, that's a good stopping point. Mm -hmm. So we're going to stop here and we're mm -hmm. gonna pick back up uh, next week with the rest of the questions. So thank you, Aisha, for joining me. Yes, thank and you for then y'all tune in next week for part two uh, with our conversation with Aisha. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I hope that you have been encouraged by our time together. Friend, I want you to know that Jesus is so important to me. And I want to share with you that you can have a relationship with Jesus just like I have a relationship with Jesus. There are three easy steps to finding that relationship. Number one, admit that you are a sinner. Number two, believe on Jesus as the only one who can save you because he lived a perfect life. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. And then three days later, he arose from the dead victorious over sin and death believe that he did that for you and then the third thing to do is to confess confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior it's as easy as that I want to encourage you if you have not made that decision to follow Christ and go into a relationship with him will you do that today will you ask Jesus to come in and be a part of your life to be the Lord and Savior of your life to be in charge. If you have made that decision today, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com so that I can be encouraging you, praying for you, and sending you some resources to help in your new walk with Christ. Check out more Encouraging Gospel Center podcast on the Kingdom Rock Podcast Network at Kingdom Rock. .org. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.